0: Hey guys, I'm actually doing this episode today as a bit of a bonus. Um, I've decided to take a small break and come back here in a couple weeks with season two, change things up just a little bit, but we are gonna continue um, a lot of the same conversations that we've been having before and spiritual things and what all that means and hopefully helping people learn about that. Um, I know a lot of what we've talked about Recently has been a lot about religion. That's just kind of been a lot about my journey lately, kind of struggling with the whole religious thing. And part of why I'm here today is, and I'm not here to enter any kind of political fray or debate or to be part of anybody's agenda, because that's just not what I'm here for and that's not what I'm about. But to be honest with you, I'm, I'm a little pissed I'm, uh, I'm pissed what's going on with the United Methodist Church. See, I was raised Methodist, and I actually loved the history of it, and I loved the way the church accepted people and just kind of how it had always handled itself, I guess you would say. And recently, we got a letter that was explaining that our church was asking to disaffiliate From the United Methodist Church. We've actually been attending two churches for a while now. There was a bit of a falling out, let's say, at the church where we're actually members. So we were what you might call church shopping for a bit. And we landed at another church in town. But truth be told, we didn't really feel like we fit there either. So needless to say, we weren't attending very often. And the issues that we had at this church, actually, it affected my entire family pretty deeply. Uh, My husband and I are pretty gun-shy at church now. Um, Basically, we're always on guard. We never really allow anyone to get too close. We kind of, um, we're always holding people at arm's length, you know. Um, And of course, pandemics make those things a little easier able to get a message online and you don't have to go anywhere in person so it worked out really well um but you know to go a little further into that for my son it actually shook his faith to his core so it's been a little bit of a challenge for us when it came to church the fact that we removed ourselves however didn't change the fact that I love my home church I wish things were different and that we could figure out a way to um, be comfortable there again. But I still have a great deal of love for our church family and the people there. So please understand that and know that. Now when this disaffiliation thing came up, we weren't surprised. There had been talk about a split in the United Methodist Church for quite some time. But I guess I just kind of hoped it wouldn't come to that. But the reality was it's been going on for a couple of years, but I wasn't really understanding what it was all about. So I started kind of looking into it and the thing I discovered is that it's not just a split. It's actually splintering this whole denomination. Now, of course, depending on who you ask, I would think is going to depend on what answer you get or depending on who you listen to is going to determine what answer you get but word on the street and on social media of course was that the United Methodist Church is moving in a more progressive direction and I know you can't see my air quotes around progressive but progressive direction they were starting to recognize things like gay marriage and allow for gay clergy and things like that which I'm fine with that I don't really see what the issue is in fact, I think I thought we already did that, but anyway, apparently things are going a little further in some places, including things like changing pronouns in church hymnals, which to be honest, I don't understand that part. Why are we changing pronouns in a 100-year-old hymnal again? It just it just feels really unnecessary to me. And I've also seen some things with basic creeds being changed to no longer say God. And that kind of thing. And, okay, we should probably come back to that. But just those are some things that I was seeing and, you know, being told that were happening. So the folks that aren't so keen on these kinds of things decided to start what they're calling the global Methodist church and follow what they are saying is truly biblical. So I decided to join a Facebook group to try and just learn about this new church and see if I could kind of understand what was happening, just sort of follow some of the conversations and get a feel for what they were thinking and what was going on. To say what I learned was disturbing is kind of putting it mildly. So this group is saying, that the UMC's leadership is nothing but progressive people, and that when a handful of pastors disagreed with what they were saying, that those people were labeled homophobic, transphobic, and on and on. And of course, you know, that's not really what you want to see happen in a church conference. But I digress. In this group, I'm also seeing where people are asking genuine questions about how to walk away y'all there are families that are deeply embedded in these churches some of the younger people their ancestors literally built those churches their families are buried in the cemetery out back and this is hurting them and they're truly looking for some guidance from people to find out okay how do i handle this And often what I'm seeing is they get an answer that's a Bible verse being quoted, you know, about how, well, you need to follow this biblical principle and this is why you just need to leave no matter what. Instead of maybe some grace and some love and some compassion for what those people are feeling. They're very valid, hurtful feelings. So then I decided, you know, let me... Also, research about UMC. So, I joined a group about staying with the UMC. And to be honest, a lot of the comments, the comments in particular, they kind of felt the same way. People are there asking genuine questions. It's dividing families, friends. They're genuinely trying to figure out how to navigate these waters and they get shamed. And to be honest, I felt some of the posts were a bit condescending. I get it. They aren't happy that people are leaving. I can understand that. But I think maybe some of these people that are, you know, your verse quoters, maybe they missed a few. You know, some of those that talk about acceptance and love and compassion that really is at the core of our religion, isn't it? And hear me, that goes for both sides, This is happening on both sides. And it just, it kills me that I'm even having to say that there are sides. And you know, through all this, I'm watching my gay friends, my trans friends. Their hearts are breaking because their home churches are disaffiliating. So what message does that send to them? Does that say, well, you know what? You're no longer welcome. Or... And I've heard this before, actually. Oh, you're welcome. But we can't acknowledge your lifestyle. Therefore, I guess we only accept part of you. Do they only love part of them, too? How does that work? Anyway. Where some of this has left me is I'm actually feeling a little bit torn. I'm not sure I really agree with either side. There are some things that I'm seeing in the UMC that I just can't help but wonder, are we going a little too far here? But yet, there's a lot of harshness that's coming from this new organization that I'm I'm just not interested in that. So I have to wonder, though, when when did church become this? This is not what I know of what John and Charles Wesley built. They went out into communities bringing the gospel to those people that couldn't come to town or, you know, lived in the outskirts or, or whatnot. And then they would come back and they would hold each other accountable for their actions. The Methodist church is built on those beliefs and built to go out as missionaries, like they did, spreading the word, spreading the love of God. It was very much built for the people outside. Of that building, you know, the building we're talking about, not the ones in it. But let's be clear, let's be very, very clear. This is not a Methodist problem. People are leaving the church in droves. And this, I believe, is just one of many reasons why. I mean, if people just become so wrapped up in the idea of church that they are no longer a church. I personally believe the political arena is no place for a church to be, but they have absolutely entered that fray with both feet. And the result is not just offensive, but it's sad and a little bit frightening. There was no outrage from Hollywood and the like when Christian children were killed, but the shooter was defended. There's an agenda at play here. And now we're seeing what I believe is one of the largest protestant denominations i may be wrong about that but i believe it is the largest with global impacts okay methodist churches are all over the world and it is absolutely being splintered and i believe people of faith that that should frighten us all because i mean today it's about christians but who's it going to be about tomorrow But let's be truthful about this. It's not like this is the first time, right? Politics and agendas have been part of churches or religion for centuries. And anyone who's been around here around this podcast for a minute has heard this all before. But kings and leaders made religion a tool. It was a pawn in their political agenda. They rewrote the Bible to suit their needs. And to make them stronger, more powerful leaders. But maybe what we do shouldn't be about a religion, at least an organized religion in the sense that we think of it today. Maybe it should just be about our relationship with our creator. But wasn't the idea of religion to give us structure to worship? You know, to give us guidelines of right and wrong, to give us the rules to follow. But... How many religions at the end of the day have a core value of love and forgiveness and grace and mercy but then we as humans get involved we give people power and then we seem to lose sight of that mission and we allow evil to grow right in our midst. And then you start to see these leaders, these people that have been called to lead the churches, to lead the religions, the ones that in many ways are supposed to be better at this whole thing than we are, the ones that are supposed to teach us the things to do. And then we see them become so divided that they're spewing venom in the name of the gospel. I still believe in God as our creator. I believe there's validity to the Bible and the stories told there, and they have importance as our guide in our life and how we're to live it here. I also believe it's largely up to each of us as a person to grow in that relationship with our Creator and to discern right and wrong. (laughs) From there, however, separating the conditioning of my upbringing And how I really feel and what I really believe is often the contemplation of the day for me. And if my interpretation of the Bible is different from someone else's, does that make either of us wrong? Especially if we're using those interpretations in a way that we believe we've been led by our creator. And... We are doing good things. We are reaching people with what we believe. Does that make us wrong? And one of the other things that I'm really trying to um, figure out, to discern, and to understand. I'm hearing a lot about how different things are being done in different places in the country when it comes to United Methodist Church. They're all still United Methodist, but they're doing things differently. Because, of course, there's very liberal areas that maybe they handle church differently than we would maybe in the South, maybe a more conservative area, for example. And that's what serves their demographic. And I can agree with that, at least to a point because there's also been a lot of talk about the doctrines of the United Methodist Church and what changes have been made are what people believe will be made in the future. So while it makes sense to serve your demographic, to meet them where they need you, you don't change the Bible to suit them. You change how you associate the message To the different social times. You figure out how to apply it. To their current need. And to me same with the doctrines. They may need to change for the times. But the core of a church. Should be the Bible. Not the doctrines. It seems like through all this. And often in history. That churches seem to be the place. With the most potential for it to all go downhill. (laughs) So do we throw churches away? I don't know that that's the answer. I mean that community. Being with other people in that community setting. That's important and I think it's needed. You know it goes to accountability and such. Maybe it's time to start over though. Maybe churches become grassroots again. Where you're meeting in someone's house every week maybe that allows for these different um, demographics and different areas to be reached the way they need to be but it may not work anymore for them to be under the umbrella of the Methodist church or really any other denomination for that matter but when that becomes the case does that make the little flames so scattered that they can never really light the big fire that you need to really make a movement maybe they're going to stay divided anyway because they're so divided in their thinking that are we ever going to unite again I mean the answers aren't cut and dry but this division seems to go all the way to the core of the church just in general and it's mirroring what's happening in the world but people are taking sides. They're accusing. They're not listening to one another. They're forgetting the most basic thing that we're here for. To spread the light and the love of our creator. There is so much work to be done to heal this world. And this latest break, it, it broke my heart. And part of that is because... The church has been my place of comfort and peace, I guess, for a lot of my life. And so to see all this happen, it you know, it kind of leaves that hole. And I'm not completely sure what to do with it. And I know this has kind of been all over the place. I know I've made a lot of points. But I guess I feel like these are points that a lot of us need to be paying attention to. And even though the answers aren't cut and dry... Where are we going to find that middle ground? How are we going to find what we need to come together and to be the people that we need to be for the world? So I find myself praying a lot for my own guidance. But also for the guidance of everyone that's involved. And that's not only the Methodist Church. That's for Way beyond that. Because like I said before, this is not a Methodist problem. It's a world problem. And I think if we're going to pick a side, the side we have to pick is, are we going to be on the side of love and forgiveness and unity? Are we going to be on the side of fighting and division? Thanks so much for listening today my little bonus episode and my um, rambling thoughts about religion for the day if you guys have any thoughts about it um, I would love to hear your ideas of what we could do to maybe bring people together and make this a little easier to navigate some ideas of what we could do if you have any of course head on over to the Facebook page which is Ballyhoo Bridge or on Instagram it's Ballyhoo underscore bridge. I would love to hear about it. Drop me a comment, and let's figure this out, guys. We can do this. In the meantime, spread your love, spread your light, and I'll see you next time.